Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. We're in this series called uh, Rejected. But the series isn't about rejection, it's really about acceptance. It's really about understanding how uh, we are accepted the way we are and how God has something beautiful in store for each of us. But I know that all of us have experienced rejection and we understand how debilitating this is, how it paralyzes us and, and renders us powerless in so many areas of our life. And as a result, I believe that God can speak into that through the scriptures, but also primarily through the very life of Jesus. And that's what we're doing in this series, is that we're looking at the moments in Jesus's life where he dealt with rejection. And today we're going to look at a moment in his life where he experienced repeated rejection. And in that repetition of rejection, many of us can look back on our own life and see how we sometimes have been rejected more than once by the same person, by the same family, by the same employer, by the same circumstances that may have reappeared in our lives, although it was through people that we had never met before. But there is nonetheless a repetition. And in that repetition, it sometimes brings us to a place where we obviously don't feel like we have been seen, where we've been honored. A place that tells us that we are valued, that we are necessary. And when we have experienced these things, it has had an impact on us emotionally, relationally. It has had an impact on us in ways that has may even prevented us from making the most of opportunities because we were struggling with the rejection that we had faced. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read with you a few passages that we're going to put on the screen. And, and these passages are going to kind of just set the tone for what we're going to talk about today. And uh, these verses just kind of reflect a moment in the story that we're in. But I will expand on that moment and bring us to some practical applications for our own life. So let's just begin at this key passage that is found in Luke 4, verse 18 and 19. And this is a moment in which Jesus understands his purpose, he understands his mission, and he has it informed by the scriptures. Obviously, he 
declares this in the synagogue in which he's in. And he says in his moment of teaching in his own hometown of Nazareth, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And he has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And then there's a moment in chapter four, four of this story where the people that have heard him say these things and he has taught them what they mean, that all of a sudden, this is their reaction. And so in verse 29, look at what it says, jumping up, they mobbed him and they forced him out of the synagogue to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. And they intended to push him over the cliff. But in that moment, Jesus passes right through the crowd and went on his way and he left them all behind. And then in Mark chapter six, verses one to four, we see the second instance in which Jesus is rejected. Jesus left the part of the country and he returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. And the next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. And they asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? And then they scoffed. And then they said these words, he's just a carpenter. He's the son of Mary. He's the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. And they were deeply offended and they refused to believe in him. And then Jesus told them these words, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And when I ask that God would just read, would take the reading of his word and take a moment to read our hearts and thoughts right now and that he would bless it to each of us. So we would have insights today and make realizations today like never before. I wanna ask you this question and I want you to be honest with the answer. What is the earliest memory of rejection in your life? I want you to think back to that moment. The earliest memory of rejection. Now I want you to ask yourself a second part to that question. Now, how has that affected you? Now I want to ask you a second question. And now this is about today. 
What is the most recent memory of rejection that you have? And now, how is that holding you back? Now, the reason I'm asking you about this is because I think you understand this. Even if you don't know it scientifically, you know it through experience. That our memories are connected to our emotions. And the emotions that we connect to are the result of the memories that we keep recalling. And it has more of a bearing on the choices you make every day than, than you may have realized. You see, every single memory that you have comes with the meaning that you have attached to it. See, it isn't a meaning that someone else has attached to it. It's a meaning that you have given it. You gave it. And that's why you remember it. Have you ever noticed how two people can hear the same words? They can hear the exact same thing, but they attribute different meanings and importance to it. I have two brothers. We grew up in the same house. And yet we have different memories of the same situations. We recall things very differently. And in fact, they impacted us differently. I, I, I remember talking to my youngest brother and talking about an event that myself and my middle brother were laughing about that my brother to this day still feels deep pain about. We're laughing about it like it was nothing, but it was everything for him. It's the same memory, experienced differently. Do you ever have a conversation with someone um, and you say something, but they totally understood it differently? It isn't what you said. It isn't what you meant. It isn't where you were going. You were not looking to divorce that day, but that's where it's headed. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Or am I just talking out of my own marriage? <laughs> it happens to me more times than I'd like to admit. And often it's attached to a memory that my wife has, an experience that she's had. And, and, and one that I've given her, no doubt. Uh, and, and then other times, it has nothing to do with me, but it's almost like I'm the one doing it all over again. And, and I need us to understand that this is something that happens to all of us. And, and when this happens, without even realizing it, here's what's happening. We are in the moment living out our deepest rejections. And it's affecting us. It's affecting our mental state, our emotional state. It's affecting current relationships and the possibility of future ones too. See, everything that we've gone through isn't just a memory. It's, it's a moment that if we're not careful can repeat itself and lead to rejection. I, I never realized this until... I began to just seek for help for myself and then for others, but 
to better understand how to help people overcome what they were going through in their own life. But the truth of the matter is, is that we, we listen through our memories. I, I wish it wasn't true. I, I wish we were more profound than that. I, I wish we were more elevated. I, I wish we were better at, at how we interact with, with people and how we just like don't pass any, any judgment until we have really taken into consideration the motivation with which someone has spoken. But the truth is, is that more often than not, we are just listening through our memories. Now, I want us to see that we listen also through the lens of the rejection that we've lived. We listen through the hurt, the abandonment. We listen through the offense and we listen through the betrayal. And, and today, when you listen even to what I have to say, this, it's happening. You know, something that God wants to do in our life all the time is set us free, but but here's the problem. The problem is that we have experienced all of these things. And God is trying to break through and he's trying to give us our breakthrough. But, but the problem is that there's been so much rejection, so much hurt, so much abandonment, so much offense, so much betrayal that we just can't live out our breakthroughs that he's been willing and ready to give us all along. And we're stuck. And we find ourselves like not moving forward and not experiencing new things because we just keep experiencing this repeated rejection. I, I, I want us to gasp at this, but I, I also want us to grasp what needs to happen. I, I want us to see ourselves in the brokenness, but I, I want us to believe in the breakthrough. See, you see, God doesn't just want to highlight what's wrong with us. He, he, he wants to show us how he can make all things right again. I, I, I believe that today uh, we can revisit rejection, but, but this is how we're going to have to do it. I'm going to put up these four things in front of you so that you have a clear pathway in how we are going to overcome rejection. The first thing that we're gonna have to do is that we're gonna have to revisit the rejection, just like we did with our memories. We're gonna have to take a look at where it was that we lived out that rejection. And then and, and once we revisit the rejection, we're gonna ask God for insights into that rejection. We're gonna ask him to reveal the impact of that. We're going to ask God to show us what it is that we've been missing and, and why I find myself having addictive behaviors or why is it that I lash out with such strong anger? Why is it that I can't control my tongue and my emotions? Why is it that my actions just keep leading me to making similar mistakes but with new people? Instead of having new experiences, I'm repeating old patterns and habits. I need God to not just help me to revisit the rejection. I need him to reveal the rejection. I need him to show me what I don't see. I don't want more of my interpretation. 
I need a new understanding. And I need that to come from God. See, that can only come when we surrender to God, before God, and ask God to help us to see what it is that we've been just stuck in the darkness with for so long that it's just become so familiar that we don't even know what light looks like anymore. And then I, I want us to ask God to help us to redefine that rejection. I, I want God to give us a new definition of what that rejection is gonna mean going forward. That even though it's not a good thing, and even though there's nothing good in it, it's okay. God is going to show me the good that can come out of this. He's going to redefine this moment for me like, like no one else can. And then once he has redefined this moment of rejection, the best part's going to come next. And it's going to be that it's going to be completely and forever reframed. That every time I think of that rejection is not going to hold me back, but it's going to point to the beautiful future that I've created in spite of it. And when we capture this, when we understand these things, I mean, we're going to be able to take steps like we've never taken before. But, but these things are necessary if we're going to change our relationship with rejection because if we don't change our relationship with rejection, we cannot change the trajectory of our life. Many of us are not experiencing everything that God has for us because we have not taken this necessary step. Because we won't take it. Because we don't know how to take it. Because we just think that these things are always gonna have the control on our lives that they've always had. You know what I've come to realize in my own life? And, and I want you to realize this to be true in your own. And I hope that, that when you hear this next, you, you will believe in it as much as I have come to believe it. You don't rise to the level of your dreams and your purpose. You only fall to the level of what you perceive you are worth. Because God has already told you you are worthy. He's already told you that you are everything to him. He has already promised you blessings that no one can give you and no one can take from you. He's already told you that the doors he opens, no one can close. And the doors he closes, no one can open. He's already told you that he is your everything and can give you everything that you need every day of your life. The problem is we don't live like we believe it. And I know a lot of you today, you have dreams, you have, you have goals, you have aspirations. I, I know you, I've, I've spoken with many of you and I know what some of them are. You, you, you believe that God has put you on this earth for a purpose that goes beyond the roles and the responsibilities that you have today. But the problem is that you're held back by another issue. And that is the level of your worth. God wants you to understand that, that you 
are everything to him, but you need to see that he can be everything to you and take you to the places that you could never get to on your own. And so here is what I've come to understand, and I pray that this speaks to you as well. When people give you a no and they reject you, I want you to let God give you his knowing instead. When people say no, you turn to what God knows. And I'm telling you that if you can make this shift, it doesn't matter how many times people say no. It only matters what God knows. And if you put faith in people, you will get a lot of no's, you'll get a lot of rejection, just like Jesus did. And we're not him. And we didn't have his skill. And we didn't have his power. And we didn't accomplish even a measure of what he did. And yet people still rejected him. His own people said no. But what mattered to Jesus is what God knew. And that's so key and it's so important for each of us. You know, when people come in and out of your life, we sometimes wonder, you know, what is it that I could have done differently? I've asked that, you know, I said, I don't know what more I could have done. Sometimes I, I know I didn't do enough, right? Like we just recognize it. But sometimes you just know you did everything. Like there's not more that you could have done. There's no more you could have given. There's no more you could have sacrificed. There's no more that you could have in that moment just been better. You just were who you were, limited for sure, with flaws, no doubt. But you did everything that you could. I have come to understand that sometimes your value is just hidden to others. And it's because they are not assigned to your destiny. And what God is trying to do is he's trying to release you from people and from persons and from a person that is not going to value you and be a part of the future that he is giving you. How is it that all of these people who know Jesus can't see who Jesus is? How is it that the scriptures talk about how he had performed miracles, but that they just still couldn't see him for who he was describing through the book of Isaiah in the prophecy that had been given regarding the Messiah who would come and now the Messiah was in their midst and he was doing all the things that were written. And in that day that Jesus said, hey, guess what? Today, these words are fulfilled in your midst. They all made the decision to throw him off a cliff. And you look at that and you say, how, how is this possible? I'll tell you how. Because sometimes even people who love God 
are used by the devil to kill you and your dreams. Because God wants you to succeed, but Satan wants to make sure you never do. And sometimes he will use the people in the synagogue, in the church, in the spiritual realms to come against you to make sure that you and your dreams never make it. And, and if they did it to Jesus, don't think they're not going to come for you. But I love what Jesus does. And to me, this is like so key for all of us because this is now we're, we're going to get down to what he, he did right so that we can apply this in our own life. The first thing is that Jesus lived his purpose from the scriptures and not from the synagogue. You see, when he opens up the scriptures, he let that define his life. And it didn't matter what was going to happen in the synagogue. It doesn't matter what they're about to do next. It doesn't matter what they want to do with him. They cannot have any power or authority over him because Jesus is going to walk right through them. He is unstoppable. Amen. Because the scriptures make you unstoppable. Amen. It gives you power and authority. It gives you the ability that you could not have on your own. How can a mob that is intent on murder and that is blocking every exit and had the power to remove you from the synagogue and bring you to the cliff, how do they not have the power to now throw you off of it? It is because the scriptures give you the power to walk through the crowd of rejection. Amen. And God wants to give you through the scriptures a new understanding of your rejection. He wants to give you new insights and understanding into that rejection so that whatever the crowd has wanted to do in throwing you off of the cliff, killing you and your dreams, they can't do it because you're just going to have the scriptures that are going to lead you through that crowd of rejection and give you the full acceptance that you need in your life. Look, I, we can all work on ourselves. I, I'm still working on myself. Some days it's going really good. Sometimes no. I'm going to be honest. I, I can't be the only person who, who knows what it's like to relapse. Anybody else? Relapse into old ways, old patterns. You know, just living up to old rejections. I, I, I know that this is true for all of us, but I, I want us to, to see what Jesus does next. You see, Jesus did something that, that everybody had their eyes fixated on him. They saw something in him that was different. It was on him in a way that was so powerful that no one could deny what it was. Every eye was on Jesus, but it also stirred up the devil in such a powerful way that they wanted to jump up and just kill him in that moment. 
The Bible tells us that Jesus lived his purpose by being filled with the Holy Spirit instead of people's doubts. You see, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it means this. It means, it means that you are not just doing this with your understanding, you're doing it with his presence. And what you're asking is you're asking Jesus to increase in your life. You're asking for him to fill up more of the gaps and the spaces in your mind and in your heart and in your life. You're asking Jesus to become more and more and you becoming less and less. And you'll see that the changes that you're looking for aren't going to happen just because you know what needs to change. It's going to happen through the power that brings about that change. Because the power comes through his presence. The presence is the power. And you cannot walk through rejection, nor can you avoid doubts and the limitations that you have put on yourself or that others are placing on you if you are not filled with his spirit. See, Jesus didn't just read the scriptures. The Bible says that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was filled to such a degree that he was able to not be worried about the doubts that people had, the rejection that they were offering him. You don't think it was painful for him to be rejected by his own family, by the religious leaders that he grew up listening to and being a part of? The Bible says that he had performed miracles in their midst and yet even those miracles were not enough. And he must have said those things just like you say those things. What more must I do? What more must I be? If these people don't know me, then who knows me? You know, when the people that are closest to you, the people that you grew up with, the people who you would expect for them to understand you better than everyone else rejects you, there is no pain that is greater. And Jesus lived that. But you know what helped him overcome that? He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the scriptures. And the Bible says that there was one more thing that he was able to do. You see, Jesus lived his purpose by moving past dream killers and not returning to places of unbelief. See, there comes a moment in all of our lives where you have to sometimes physically and literally leave people and places behind. Listen to me. Some of you are saying, Pastor, I did that a long time ago. <laughs> That's the one thing I'm really good at, leaving people in places. <laughs> well, you only got one out of the three, so that's okay. There's some work to be done. The first two are just as important. That's why this one's last, because you will never know who are the people and the places to leave if you are not filled with scripture and filled with his presence. You see, people make mistakes leaving people in places because the first two things aren't there. Then they look back and then they say, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I move past that? Why am I still not able to move past? I'll tell you why. Because the first two things that we're missing. See, Jesus is able to do the third thing because the first two things were already there. So I always tell people, before you move on from people and places, you really need to be filled up with the scriptures and make sure that you're not doing something that God already told you you can't do. 
and do it in a way that he's already told you is not good for you or anyone else. I know you're filled with hurt. I know you're filled with disappointment. I know you're filled with anguish and with pain and tragedy and trauma. You could be filled with a lot of things, resentment, envy and jealousy and pride. You could be filled with such anger and frustration and you are filled with rejection. But God is saying, but I need you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then how do you know that you're doing the right thing when it comes to leaving people in places? Not everyone who is in your life is a dream killer. And not everyone in your life is there to throw you off a cliff. Not everyone that is in your life is there to make sure that you don't fulfill your purpose. But God will show you if they are. And if they are, you can move through that crowd in Jesus' name. In the way that he parts the water, you are gonna be able to part people. You're going to be able to leave that rejection behind. It will not have a hold on you. It will not have any power over you. It will not limit you. It will not keep you from living your best life. Can you say amen to that? You see, God is going to do that for you. But he's showing us how he's going to do it. He's telling us what it's going to look like. So every time... Jesus was put in a position to move past his dream killers, he did. Every time he was put in a position to not return to places of unbelief, he did it. He's like, I'm, I'm never gonna go back to Nazareth. And guess what? He never did. He never did. He spent the rest of his ministry preaching everywhere else but there. So what did Jesus do with all that? He kept living his purpose. And he didn't let rejection hold him back. See, it didn't matter. It didn't matter that they tried to kill him. It didn't matter that they rejected him. It didn't matter they weren't supportive. It didn't matter that they had doubts. It didn't matter that they wanted him to still be a carpenter. Jesus is saying, listen, you want me to be a carpenter, but here's the problem with that. That was just my day job. That that was just the way I earned a living until I could become the Messiah. See, that's what I had to do to walk towards my true purpose. And now, and now, I'm going to do this full time. Anybody else want to leave what they're, where they're at doing what they're doing for the new thing that God has in store for them? Okay, come on, man. Come on. Are you going to rise to the level of God's worth? Are you going to stay at the level of yours? God is saying, rise to mine. It's much better. I got so much more for you. This is not about how you see yourself. This is how I see you. And you need to start seeing how I see you and start living like that too. I, I look at this and I say, God, I mean, every time Jesus was rejected, he was redirected to the acceptance of his heavenly father. 
And I need you to do the same thing. Every time you experience rejection in your life, I want you to think it's okay because I am accepted by my heavenly father and he holds the key to my future. It doesn't matter what people do. It doesn't matter what dreams they come after. It doesn't even matter if they come after me because they cannot stop God from blessing me and from doing what he wants to do in my life unless I let them. You see, we can't let people throw us off the cliff when we are meant to walk through them. God is saying, you don't have to be thrown off the cliff. You don't have to live that moment of rejection. I'm giving you the power to walk through it, to leave them behind and experience the best that God has to offer. Are you ready to receive that? Are you ready to receive that in your life? I'm gonna ask that at the end of this gathering that if you've been struggling with rejection and you know that it's been holding you back, we're gonna do something today that I'm gonna ask you to just step out in faith. I'm gonna ask that you would just consider where you are, where you've been, and where God wants you to be. And I want you to take a step forward today. And, and I wanna be able to pray over you. And I wanna pray personally for God to help you to walk through and pass that rejection and leave it behind once and for all. I, I wanna believe with you that today that God is gonna do something incredibly powerful in your life. That this is gonna be a significant moment for you. And so we're gonna sing a song right now and the song is called Not Afraid. And I know that right now everybody's a little afraid of what I just said. So I knew that. And so we're gonna sing this song to help us with a little bit of courage. And I need you to see that when we sing songs, what we're doing is that we're inviting the presence of the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. You believe that? And so here's what's gonna happen. While the song is playing and they're singing, I'm not afraid. I want you to come to the front. And I wanna pray over you individually with our prayer team that is here, with our overseers. And, and I, I promise you that, that God today is gonna give you your breakthrough. If you come expecting it, believing in it and trusting in it, here's what happens. God meets that belief. It's not gonna be about what I pray as much as it's going to be about your faith. And so when you come to the front, here's what I want you to picture. The crowd of rejection that you are gonna walk past, amen? amen? The rejection that you're going to leave behind and the acceptance 
that God is going to give you and the power of purpose to live the life that he's always wanted to give you. And God is ready to heal you from your past as much as he's ready to create a new future. But it's going to take this moment. So I'm going to ask you to just stand, okay? Just stand with me. And let's just start to sing this song together, okay? And, and as soon as you're ready, you just come. And we're going to start praying for you, okay? Let's just do that together. Thank you, team. Just go ahead. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only He can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening, and God bless you immensely.